Good Risings. I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. Today's question is, why do people stonewall, and how do I get them to see how hurtful it is and stop? Stonewalling is when one or both people within a relationship, so this could be within a couple, it could be within a friendship, it could be parent-child, it could even be colleagues, refuse to communicate. We've all experienced this, right? We're trying to talk to someone and they look like a stone wall. They're looking away, their arms are crossed. They just won't speak to us, even though they might be in the same space with us hearing what we're saying. When this happens, of course, it's incredibly upsetting to be a part of this interaction. If you have something important to say and the other person isn't responding, it is really dysregulating to experience that, right? It's almost like the baby who cries out and the parent doesn't respond. It does a whole bunch of things to our physiology. Humans want to bond when they're sharing something. They want the other person to respond to them. And if they don't, it doesn't feel good. In fact, in Dr. John Gottman's research on relationships, he found that stonewalling is one of four communication habits that leads to the dissolution of a relationship. Because the more that stonewalling happens, the more dysregulated the couple feels together, and then the less likely the other person is going to share things anymore, right? So this person, the listener asked, why do people stonewall? Well, a lot of research has been done on it, And most of the time, not all of the time, but most of the time when people are stonewalling, it's because they are physiologically overwhelmed. Now, that's a very long term, big term for what really means their bodies are overwhelmed in whatever relational context they're in in that moment. So, for example, if something's being discussed that is upsetting to them, complex, threatening to the person, even if you don't think it is, their body is going to respond to that threat. And what happens is their body actually starts to release stress hormones. These stress hormones begin to make the heart beat faster, muscles tense up, and they actually begin to close off parts of the brain that allow us to engage with other people. And the person becomes pretty much frozen. So they're not able to access the words they would want to access in order to communicate. They aren't able to show affection or humor. They're really kind of stoned off within themselves. Interestingly enough, though, what research has shown is that when that's happening to that person, they start to look like a stone wall. The partner who was trying to share starts to then also become physiologically overwhelmed and their heart starts to race and they might go into fight, flight or freeze. So obviously this isn't going to be good for a relationship. So the first question was, why does this happen? The why is that the partner often feels threatened in those moments for whatever reason. Conflict might feel threatening, whatever it is. And so their body actually shuts them down. How do I get them to stop? Well, the first tip is that if you notice your partner is starting to shut down, that's usually a signal that that conversation in the moment needs to stop. And so 
in that moment, you're not going to convince them of anything, telling them that what they're doing is really crappy behavior, all of that kind of stuff. Nothing's going to change it in that moment because they're physically shut down. So what you can do instead is you can take a break. Learning as a couple to recognize when your bodies are reacting to conflict and taking a break is incredibly powerful. So saying something like, I can see that whatever's happening in this conversation right now is overwhelming or it's hard to talk about, so I'm just gonna take a break. Then, of course, bringing it up later and saying, hey, every time we have a hard conversation, what I've noticed is that it seems like it's really hard for you to talk with me and we don't communicate about it. And that feels really hurtful to me. And I'm worried about that because I want to communicate with you about what's happening in our relationship or about these big topics. What can we do to make this different in our relationship? You're not going to get them to stop. However, by addressing how you feel about it, what you're noticing, you're going to be expressing what you think and what you need. And then of course, anytime they stonewall, you need to have that limit for yourself and also that respect for them to just stop the conversation there. Now, let's say that they never change this behavior, then of course you have to figure out what am I gonna do about that? Maybe you don't wanna be in a relationship with someone that continually stonewalls you, or maybe you learn to work around it. That's going to be your decision to make. If your partner, while you're talking about it, seems open to the discussion, you might even bring up, seems like you might be stonewalling me. And I would love to share with you what I learned about stonewalling. Maybe find an article where they could read what's happening to their body so that they can learn how to self-soothe when they're feeling distressed in conversation. I'm Liz Earnshaw, and you can find me on Instagram at Liz Listens. Thank you so much for listening to Good Risings. We'd love to hear from you. Please take a moment to leave us a review. Until next time, love on your loved ones. And when that gets hard, tune in to me to learn how to hash it out. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.